Thank you for listening to a message from the Oak Haven Church. The following sermon was recorded during our Sunday morning worship service. We hope that this message will be helpful to you and encourage you to explore the Word of God. And now, this week's message. I'll be reading from um, John 1, 14 um, through 28. I'm just going to go through 18, actually. Um, and the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. Well, uh, last week uh, we, uh, uh, we, we looked at the, at the prologue that John begins his, uh, his gospel with actually the past couple of weeks. It is, it is so dense and, and so powerful uh, and so profound um, we looked at some of the things John uses to draw our attention to the multiple truths and themes that he weaves together. I call it the club sandwich uh, structure, but the fancy word is chiasm, chiastic, where the A and A agree at the top and the bottom, and then the B and B and the C, if you remember, we, we won't go back into that. But it's something, it's a device that, that writers use in, in the Hebrew Bible and John here and in other places to point to the importance of the, of the truth that at it, that's at its core. That as, as he's writing, he's, he's using these devices to underscore the most important things about all the important things that he's talking about in that prologue. And everything, everything points to Jesus. And we're going to unpack that just a little bit today um, and, uh, and take one final look at how he closes his prologue before we, we jump into action. But before we jump into anything else, let's pray. Lord, hear my prayer. Thank you for your love, for your son, for your spirit, for your word, for this time. We pray for your anointing on us. Pour out your, your gift of teaching and preaching on me. And Spirit, open all of our hearts, our ears to your whispers, to your, to your call. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, uh, so the, uh, the, oh, I'm supposed to switch to uh, dri driving the truck myself. I'm, I'm, uh, how, how long have we been doing this? And I'm still, still surprised by that, sorry. So... So last week, remember, we looked at, at the kenosis hymn in the book of Philippians um, uh, that, that talked about the word becoming flesh. The, as Jesus empties himself in that hymn in the book of Philippians. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory. The glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. Even as we celebrate Mother's Day, just think about how kids look like their folks. That's, that's just how it works. It's just woven into reality. And so Jesus looks like his dad. And I, I suppose, I don't know, 
I, we don't know what he looked like in face or what Mary looked like if, if he stood next to Mary. There was probably a family resemblance there. But John's point is mostly how much like his dad Jesus looks. And as, as the gospel goes on and, and Jesus uses the language over and over again, if you've seen me, you've seen my dad. And when it comes to Jesus, it's more than just how his nose is formed or how high his ears are. It's about his, his life, his, his way, his spirit, his, his being, who he is. And we talked about the, the verb used there, and lived among us. And lived among us is the verb tabernacled. He pitched his tent among us. And oh, there it is. He pitched his tent uh, among us so, so he could live side by side. And the earth is one great big campground. And, uh, and it was drawing on imagery from the Old Testament, from the tabernacle. We, we, we talked through how, how God used that to help people understand that he's right here. Well, he was still letting them think he was localized. He's right out there in the parking lot in that tent. And so Jesus is pitching his tent. He is living among us in a way that is, is still mind-boggling. And as we mentioned, that's why uh, the peak of the Christmas service is the reading of this text that Jesus became, uh, Jesus came and, and dwelt among us. Now, as, as, the, uh, as the presence of the word among us is fleshed out, so to speak. John talks about us having seen his glory, just like we looked at, the glory is of a father's only son. And these, these, are, the, these are the parting words he wants us to, to focus on, that, that this word is full of grace and truth. And, the, the, and one, once again, you know, I, I don't... In terms of translating things, uh, once again, we, we've talked about how different the culture of the time was from ours, and their language is just as different. There's, there are more layers and resonances to, to many of these words than what we end up having to use to translate them. Just the word full has kind of an overflowingness to it, uh, but you know, you can't say... Uh, well, you could say overflowing, but it's, it's, there's a different word for overflowing. But there's, there, there's, it's more than just full. It's just an abundant fullness. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not, not saying it very well. But the sense of complete is there. There's no more. There's no more possible. It is fully full. It is completely full. So when you, when you, you couple that with completely full of grace... That, that, to me is, that to me is the core of everything we're going to see in the Gospel of John. That Jesus is complete, full grace. And, and grace is it's more than just unmerited favor. Our little, you know, mercy means you don't get the judgment you deserve, and grace means you get the goodness you don't. There's more to that. There's, there's an outpouring of, of benevolence, of, of goodness, of of richness, of life, of, of all, that, all that matters, all that's good, regardless of any benefit that God gets from it. 
It's not about him getting anything back, even our faith or belief. It's just all about him loving. Which again is, is perfect, whether it be Mother's Day or Father's Day, but in this case, in Mother's Day, just thinking about those of you that are moms, how much you love your kids. This, and and your, the grace you feel in your heart for them, regardless of how much they return. And that's just, a, that's just a, a, a human comparison to something that transcends language and, and our understanding. So this only son is complete, a complete manifestation of the outrageous goodness of God in his grace. Sent to be one of us, sent to live alongside of us. And he's also full of truth. And I'm afraid truth has been, has, has been shifted in uh, not so great direction sometimes because we interpret the word truth often through the lens of justifying our worship practices in three chapters in, uh, in John 4, in Jesus' conversation with the Samaritan woman, and the topic of worship comes up, and we are going to the text wanting to make sure we're getting our worship right. And Jesus, in his conversation with her, says that worshipers will worship in spirit and truth, because of how we're wired, we think truth means doctrinally correct. Worship in spirit, well, and we will, we will talk about that then, but just the word truth does not mean doctrinally sound. Uh, there is truth involved in that, but we have stripped it down to, to uh, a shadow of what it is in terms of uh, uh, what is, truth is what is actual. Truth is, is a reality which is to be regarded as firm. Truth is real, reality that can be trusted in, that can be depended on. It's, it's Jesus, Jesus' dependable reality, that Jesus is full of what is real and what can be depended on. It's directly related to our faith in him because he is true. He is, he is firm. He is he is trustworthy because he is complete. So these, these, uh, these three strands of completeness and grace and truth are woven together in this, in this child who is, has, uh, has, has become flesh and blood among us. He has shrunk, he has emptied himself in the kenosis hymn of all but love and become flesh and blood among us as a complete manifestation of God's grace and, and truth. And, and his fullness, you have another one? I'm so sorry. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. So, so once again, you know, it usually just goes by full of grace and truth and so on. But, but John takes us back from that fullness, from his fullness we have all received Grace upon grace. We talked about last time how everything is pointing to Jesus in the Old Testament. Everything is building toward it. Especially in the beginning was the Word. The Logos latching on to a, a, a Hebrew uh, lens of the law is Logos. And so 
Jesus is a fulfillment of the law and a replacement of the law. And he's more than law 2.0. He is a manifestation of grace and truth that is not even remotely possible with written law. So the law indeed was given through Moses, but grace and truth come through Jesus Christ. And the grace, the grace upon grace is built upon the past, the past grace of Moses and the law, but is a new grace, is, is, a, is the fullness of grace that, is, that has the, the concept of, of overflowing, of never-ending. His, his fullness is the source of our salvation. His fullness is the source of all that matters. Again, the, this, this exceedingly and surpassingly presence of, of the grace of God in Jesus is what, was what John wants us to like, hear ringing in our ears as he steps into, into action in the next, in the next section. That Jesus is at the center of it all, and at the center of the story of Jesus, at the center of the story of the gospel, is grace. Grace is the heart of the story. Grace needs to be the heart of our lives, of our walk, of our life together, of our shining our light to others, that, that we be driven Chiefly and foremost, the way our older brother was, full of grace, completely full of grace and truth. And so as, as, we, uh, as we step into the action starting next week, all this, all this power of this prologue is a lens through which John wants us to read. I almost would urge you, if you're, if you're looking at the Gospel of John at home, I would urge you to print out the prologue and have it by your side as you read through further chapters and see, see which, which passage in the prologue is being unpacked and fleshed out. Because there's grace in every story. Whether you, have to, whether you have to look for it a little bit or whether it hits you right between the eyes. And so as we step into this story, as we step into, this, into the action in, in, uh, in, in weeks to come, we are, we are in good company. And the, uh, the, the gift of grace and uncovering and discovering the grace of God is something that's not just in our Bible study, Hopefully, it's in our lives and walking out, walking out the love of Jesus and the Spirit in our lives as we, as we go from moment to moment and day to day. Would you pray with me, please? Lord, thank you for your love, for your grace, for the truth that, uh, that you manifest in being firm and dependable, of being complete and, and full of goodness and showering your love on every one of us. Bless us as we walk through this week to be agents of grace and to, to, to walk with you with all our hearts. Uh, we, we raise our, our prayers with your disciples, Jesus, and say, 
help us in our unbelief and increase our faith. Uh, and we are so grateful for, for who you are and your patience with us. Bless us to, to, be, <laughs> to be bearers of your image well. Help us to, to share the family resemblance with you, with increasing, uh, in, increasing glory according to your work in us and through us, Spirit. So hear our prayers as we, as we lift our lives to you and thank you for your love, your grace, your truth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, let's stand and uh, continue in our uh, new tradition of, of a, uh, uh, can you bring us to the benediction in John 3.16 at the end, since this is the theme verse, Jesus is at the center of it all. Let's say this together. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And the people said, Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Oak Haven Church. We're located at 2175 Witzel Avenue in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. To hear previous podcasts, visit our website at oakhavenchurch.net.